Can you hear the rest of us? Hey. That would be. Hello. I can see my own audio moving now. So. <laughs> Howdy, y'all. <laughs> I heard music, but now. Oh, there oh, it there goes. It yep. Okay. Howdy, y'all. It's she me. It. The Indoor Adventurer. Uh, I don't normally speak like that, so don't worry about it. It's just part of the it's part of the extra life hangover uh, of raising a bunch of bunch. No, it was not you, JD. Don't worry about it. It legitimately was me. Uh, <laughs> welcome, to to say the least. Before uh, we begin, I wanted to say super shout out to JD for one, not only catching me when I didn't have audio on like a dumbass, and Two, for being an amazing contributor during the Extra Life stream. You were there for pretty much the entire thing. Like, we wished you good night twice. <laughs> <laughs> that is a level of dedication unheard of. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That was awesome to just have you hanging out all day. I really appreciate it. And speaking of Extra Life, we ended up raising almost $900 for our stream what is it rj remember we have to match so we might be able to push it to 900 yes no that I i'm counting match. it i'm counting it with the match ah okay yes 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 i'm counting it with that but we are we are very close to that uh and i'm pretty sure we're we're gonna end up getting there by uh by the end of uh, by the end of the year. I believe that we can, and if we're close and nobody's donated in a while, I'm gonna donate so that way our numbers look way better. Anyways, that's <laughs> besides the point. Ooh, cheating a charity. Uh, How could you? I know, I'm the worst. Chaotic good. <laughs> uh, but we... We are very excited to come back today, because again, uh, if we are not burnt out on tabletop games yet, we we certainly aren't going to be uh, for this evening. So, last week, I feel like we need a recap for it because again, to us, it's it feels like it's been years. Uh, but in last week's game, you guys kind of dealt with the aftermath of having a ghost appear in the middle of Silt Creek during the Hollandtide Festival. Um, it it was uh, definitely not the situation that you guys thought you were going to be getting into in terms of holiday festivities and enjoyment. Uh, for while those did happen, it was not the exact way that you ended up uh, kind of believing that it would be. There is only one uh, there was one uh, stipulation with the events that transpired, which was Corey decided that uh, after uh, giving everybody hugs uh, and healing up part of the town that she was going to go off into the woods near town uh, to try and just clear her head uh, of the issues surrounding, uh, surrounding the possession of Calum during that time. Uh, as you guys continued out your night, Calum, you decided that you were going to go back into your meditative state and visit the library, uh, where you found out that you hadn't been locking up after you left, uh, and about two-thirds of the overall tomes of, uh, of the library of Saloon have seemed to have gone missing through your initial purview. 
on top of that, we also had Blake and Gwen in a uh, in one of the in one of their fun side adventures where uh, you guys decided to contact Blake's patron in the middle of a field. Where Blake, you had a you had a heart to heart conversation uh, with uh, Tarlean Yoderis, your black dragon patron, uh, and during that time you uh, began getting covered with these malformed scales and actually grew a slight uh, height differential of I believe it's two inches. Two inches, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so now most your your shirt doesn't really fit as well, but you have these gnarled scales that seem to just cover most of your body that seem to be a lot thicker uh, and more rigid than they were previously. Uh, after spending a night in Silt Creek, you guys all reconvened at the house of J.D. Hammerfell, the local blacksmith, before you decided that uh, you were going to go out and cut down some wood in a forest that was being protected by an owl bear. Uh, seeing as how owl bears are notoriously nocturnal, you decided to go during the day, and Caleb, you decided to stay behind with your priestly vestments on, so that way... Uh, you could begin preparing spells uh, and going through your clerical duties to proper uh, to properly give these people the burial that they deserve. So uh, we ended last session with our three forest friends uh, cutting down a, a series of trees in the woods. So uh, as you guys fell these trees and they all get down to the ground, uh, you each pull out your hand axis and you just start going to town trimming them. And it's not exactly the easiest work by any means, uh, as it actually is kind of difficult to step in between branches more so than you thought that it would be, uh, especially after you guys had spent uh, a good fifth, the better part of an hour just cutting down these trees is they weren't exactly thin and you don't have motorized cutting tools to really just drive it in there. Um, but after all of that, your trees ended up coming down. Uh, and it is at that time I would like for you guys to make perception checks uh, as you have spent the better part of about 20 minutes just cutting through these, cutting through these leaves. 18. 16. What? Perception? Yes. Dirty 20. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. you guys all hear the sound of uh, what sounds like a growling, but it's like a hooting growl. It's just uh, coming from far off in the woods. That seems a bit early in the session for this. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> We're live. <laughs> um, uh, uh, is that? Do we have enough wood? You guys have not actually cut any lengths of wood. You've been going mm. through trimming off all of the branches and and surrounding uh, foliage to get a proper uh, log round. All right, I can handle this if you guys want to keep doing that. Uh, and she like cracks her neck and she's going to start walking with her axe. Oh, oh th th there's probably no need for that. I'm sure if I explain the situation, he'll be willing to let us go about our business. Can you talk to animals? Yes. Really? Or even, like? Even yes. like, 
How much do I know about owlbears? Sorry. <laughs> Make a... Uh... Because I know whenever we went in Macaw's shop, I could not recognize it to stuff one. Yes. Which was odd because you have a stuffed owl bear on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say you can make a history check with advantage because of your familiarity with them. Again, because you've had a plushie of one forever. 11. All right. So uh, you would know that owl bears are not actually considered beasts. They are technically considered monstrosities, so abilities that you would normally be able to utilize in order to communicate with animals probably won't work uh, when communicating with an owl bear. I don't see why it wouldn't work. An animal plus an animal makes an animal, yes. Sounds right to me. Oh, well. Wait, Blake, do you want to see an owl bear? Have you seen an owl bear? As this sound is just coming from the woods. And it doesn't sound like it's getting closer. It just sounds like it's still kind of far off. I mean, I know of them, but I haven't seen one. Do you want to? Only if absolutely necessary. Oh. Yeah, let's just continue our work. And if we're accosted, we're accosted. And we defend ourselves. Cyber is back with Calum, right? Hmm? Cyra is back with Cam. You guys had left Cyra technically with JD while you guys were out doing your woodsy things. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you kind of were just like, here, mom, thanks for taking care of my puppy. I'm going to go hang out with my friends. And then you left. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, uh, Cyra is safe. There is no Cyra uh, within an hour and a half, at least of where you guys are at. All right, we're good. All right, let's just keep going. Yeah. I like the idea. Uh, who's going to keep an eye on the forest? I will. All right. If I see it, I'll see if I can charm it and then avoid a combat if we can. All right, cool. I'm going to go into a rage and start hacking. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you go into your rage, make a, uh, we're going to say an athletics check with advantage to kind of maintain your cutting form. Uh, a little bit of indoor lore. I actually worked as a, uh, as a, as a woodsman for a few summers, so I know a thing or two about cutting down trees. Why am I not surprised by that at all? Is it the flannel? (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of surprised because you're lanky as fuck. (laughs) I, I used to be, I used to be a, a, a slightly stronger indoor, but I'm still a scrawny guy. I got a nine. Okay. Nine. With Nine. advantage. Alrighty, so. You know when I roll a one? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> Alright, so. And then um, I'm also uh, chopping stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, um, slight segue. My sister opened my door and asked me what the term for the water police was. Guard. Coast guard. <laughs> Coast guard. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Is that why you were laughing not too long or, ago? Or lifeguards, depending on who you're talking about. Yeah. Beautiful. Is it the Coast Guard, even it's when it's in guard. a lake? I mean, even I, the lake has a coast. They're just so. boat police. Boat police. <laughs> Water <laughs> cops, <laughs> boat police, same thing. Alrighty, so 
You guys are cutting up wood. You got a nine, you said? All right, so it's actually a lot more difficult for you because these trees were technically older growth. Uh, so as you're cutting through them, the branches themselves extend outward. So it's actually kind of difficult for you to get more than just a few branches at a time. And even then they are, they are actually, uh, they have a little bit more give than you would normally think as birch trees are uh, a bit more flexible. Yeah. Uh, so as you are cutting through these, Blake, I would like for you to also make an athletics check. Better not show me up. I do. Athletics, dirty 20. Shit. So very small. for you, this is one of those like blood hunter boy scouts kind of skills that they taught you, which was how to easily collect tinder for firewood uh, for when you were out camping. And a lot of that involved just cutting off branches and other small bits of foliage in order to actually make a proper fire. So you were going through with the same kind of pinpoint accuracy that you have shown with your crossbow, but in your newer, larger form, it's actually easier for you to just get, uh, to have gravity kind of work towards your side as you were just going to town on these branches. Uh, and you actually get done with yours, uh, a little like noticeably earlier than Gwen gets done with hers. Uh, as the rage is, at this point, not necessarily from uh, a spirit guardian, guardian assisting, but this seems to be much more of that inner base rage of just get the fuck out of my face as she just <laughs> continues to go through uh, almost in the same way that you would eat corn, where it's just being peeled back a single row at a time to make sure that it's all just being cut down to the log. Uh, Gwen. What? Sorry. Yes. Maybe, maybe anger isn't the best way to go here, especially if we're trying to keep quiet from Alves. The rage fades. I don't understand. I'm stronger when I get mad. Well, yeah, but I mean, and I'll gesture toward the tree. Uh, maybe hitting the same place multiple times, maybe getting that precision is a little bit better than just brute force. Brander pops out from behind a tree. I'm stronger when I get mad too, but people don't like it. <laughs> I want to see you mad now. Right now? Yes. Then how am I supposed to make friends with the owlbear? Oh, and you, after. Uh, and you guys hear it cry <laughs> out again. Uh, but Corey, I would like for you to roll an insight check. Oh, come on, come on, dice, roll well. That's the opposite of well. What is my insight? Did I train that? I did not train that. No so that's just a seven. Okay. Uh, yeah, it still seems just kind of far away. It does seem a little early for an owl there to be out and about, but it doesn't seem to be getting closer to you guys. I'm concerned with how you asked for an insight check. Sounds like a very angry bear bird. Is, is that bad? I mean, like, do you think it's like, is it doing something weird? Mm -hmm. Aren't they always mad? Well, perhaps like they're stronger when they're mad too. Like, that checks out. <laughs> 
Um, all right. I disappear into the woods again. Okay. Uh, continue to chop wood quietly. Okay. Uh, so Corey, make a perception check as you begin to kind of explore around the wood. Natural one. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you were just kind of exploring <laughs> around uh, and just doing like a general sweep of the area in front of the trees to make sure that nothing's coming near you at all. Uh, and you're kind of like occasionally like clang your shield a little bit to ward off any uh, any potential threat that would be coming towards you guys uh, as the sharp sound of metal on metal will hopefully drive them away from the sound of metal on wood. Uh, but yeah, you guys uh, make another set of athletics checks. Uh, can I just assist Gwen? Yeah, you can assist Gwen because you only have you have one tree left, and then you have your two bear trees that you're cutting through. Pruned, the correct term. Twenty three. Okay. Uh, so yeah, now that you've kind of exited your rage and you're going through the motions, you continue like taking Blake's advice to kind of just go slow and steady on this. You actually find a really good rhythm to pursue uh, to pursue yourself in. Uh, and before you know it, you're kind of cutting along to a uh, to a Goliath uh, like fireside chant that you had heard uh, many many times before. That has a very like doom, 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 uh, kind of baseline. So as you're kind of humming it to yourself, you're just going through cutting through these trees, making uh, making your way all the way down to the end of the log. Uh, so now you guys have these three uh, logs that are about fifty feet long. Uh, and they seem like they are about, uh, I want to say, two and a half, three feet thick. We should have brought the cart. I don't think we were really off at one. We, oh, we don't have one, that's right. Yes, Prescott left with that. Coriander says, popping out of the woods again. Cory! What? Stop. Prescott's a high elf who hangs out with Farron. Oh, shoot. Pa uh, Parnell. That's right. Parnell's going by something else now. Yeah. That, that voice in my head that sometimes corrects me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that. Coraline, is that you? <laughs> Yo. Stop talking to me, Coraline. Uh, so we're good on the owlbear? I mean, I hope so. I didn't see anything. Good. All right, let's carry these back. Okay. Is that possible? <laughs> um, it is, but man, is it going to be unyieldy? That's okay. Uh, especially because you guys know that you have about a two-hour walk ahead of you to get back to the town. It's just like training, guys. Remember. If you can't feel your legs, they'll still move. Okay? No. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you guys make another set of perception checks as you continue cutting the wood. I really think the DM wants us to see something here. 13? Okay. 14. 19. Okay, uh, so with a 19, uh, you hear, uh, the rest of you hear just like the general cry out, uh, that this owlbear has been giving out the entire time that you've been cutting wood. 
but this time you hear that it gets kind of cut off uh, as you as you hear it cry out, where it seems like it has a very quick uh, a very quick end point. There's where that insight check was coming in. <laughs> yes, who roar? We get it. Oh, no, wait. No. That was different. What are you talking about? I think that I'm. I I think that there might be something wrong. I mean, that's exactly the way it's been sounding all this time. No, but it was like yelling and then got cut off, like it was being attacked. Oh. Wait, aren't owl bears nocturnal? I look to Blake. <laughs> it's like. He just said nodding. Sorry, audiocast listeners. <laughs> <laughs> should we go and I think we should go investigate. Because if it's like a sick ass animal fight, one, I want to see it. If it's like it's in trouble, I mean, maybe we should do something. And it would probably be a good idea to take a break after accepting ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, I know some people are getting tired. Yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to go investigate, yes? Okay. Yes. If you think we should. All right. Let's go. And I just start. Trodging into the woods. All right. And that is where we're going to switch over to Calum. So, Calum, you are, uh, you've put on your holy vestments uh, that you have on you, just kind of a set of nicer clothes. uh, As you, as you would say, your Sunday best if Sunday existed in this world. Uh, so you are, uh, what, what is, what is your plan for this? Uh, Calum grabs the parchment and charcoal that he was given by, uh, the blacksmith heads outside and starts visiting families. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, and what is it that you are doing while visiting families? Just writing down the names of the deceased so while visiting the families, uh, he's going to be casting ceremony spells as part of a ritual um, using the where is it? Where is he? Where is he? Using the ceremony funeral rite. Um, basically, he's going to ask the families like the names of the deceased, something they remember about them, write it down, roll it up into a little scroll, tie it up, put it on the body, and then put like two copper coins on the eyes. Okay. And so as he's casting the funeral rite spell, these bodies cannot become undead for the next seven days. Sounds good. Yeah. But uh, the casting time is one hour apiece, so we're going to be here for a while. Yeah. So like yeah. it's early. He, it's like early morning. First person, scribble, tie, says prayer. Hour done. Moves on to the next house. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you end up doing that for most of the most of the early morning, and then well into the early afternoon. Uh, and then that is when, uh, at that point, you actually come to the mayor's house, uh, Maxwell. Uh, and as you come and ask for the names of the deceased, uh, he, uh, you see him just kind of like put his hand up to his mouth 
uh, and tears well into his eyes uh, as he says, uh, Alvar. And then he also says uh, a second name as well. Uh, and that second name is uh, Elena. Oh no. Um, and he he lets you know that his wife uh, had suffered the effects of the ghost and in her frail state she couldn't handle the loss of her son. Uh, and so she ended up dying of a broken heart. Gonna put down the charcoal and the parchment and just lead him over to a table and sit him down. Okay. Yeah, and he he just sits down next to you and he he's doing his best to hold it together. Uh, but you can see that there is a there is a lot of there's a lot of emotion behind his eyes and it's it's a mixture uh, of emotion that's going on. There's both anger, there's sorrow, there's despair, there's confusion and he he's doing his best to try and maintain his focus at you uh, but he's also just having a hard time looking anywhere it seems. I'm sorry for your loss and I wish I had the words or I could find the words to comfort you, but I've never experienced this sort of thing before. But I want you to know that I'm here. I, um, I appreciate that. Uh, but there's as as odd as it sounds the it it's kind of a relief in a way it's it's something i know a lot of a lot of people in my situation always always want and i know that i when your child becomes sick and you have to watch them cough and you have to watch them suffer with every runny nose it pains you like nothing you've ever seen and when your child becomes unresponsive part of you disappears and I was lucky enough to get that part back. Uh, a year ago, uh, a, a medicine man came through town and he, he worked his wiles on, on my son and on Holland Tide and, and brought him back. And for a year, I got to, I got to experience that that feeling again, that feeling of being whole. And after, after he had fallen, and after you all had taken 
care of the ghost. I I got to see what he would look like as an old man. As somebody who had lived through life but had never known a single amount of pain through 40 years. And that is something that I know in any other circumstance I would have been so happy to see that. And in a way I still am. Because I know that I won't live, I wouldn't have lived to see him that old otherwise. So in a way it was, it was a gift. And you see that tears are just kind of starting to come out of his eyes. They've been welling there for a while. And, and Alina, she, she did her best, but it wasn't, she couldn't. But there's still a town to lead. There are still people who need my help. So, I thank you for helping, for doing what you can, and if there's anything that you need, just let me know. And he seems to barely be able to get out that last sentence but he still manages to do so. <clears throat> yeah, Caleb nods his head and contemplates on this. Picks up the parchment and charcoal and starts writing. Yep. And he, uh, afterwards, he excuses himself, um, and he just seems to, uh, he leaves just the general area. He goes back out to town, uh, and you can see him, uh, you'll see him later wandering through town, um, talking with other people as best they as best he can and they seem to be sharing condolences this isn't necessarily a one-way i'm sorry for your loss this is a mutual grieving over equal suffering uh through the majority of the town uh bringing the total of the deceased to 28 in silt creek uh and you just continue taking in these people suffering, taking in the, the mixture of post-mortem joy that you get from an Irish wake of people celebrating a life that was to people trying to tell you you're a cleric, there must be something that you can do. Sorry, I'm just not strong enough. And when you tell them that, 
um, you see one of them with tears in their eyes, a, a woman who lost, uh, who lost her, who lost a husband, uh, tells you, then why couldn't you be stronger? And then she just kind of takes her child and walks back. Yeah. And that is where house. that is when we are going to go to the woods with you guys searching around, looking for clues about this owl bear mystery you seem to have found yourselves in. Uh so yeah, you guys uh continue looking through the woods. Uh and I would like for you all to make survival checks. Okay, 12, a 4, and an 18. Uh, so as you guys are going along uh, this long, uh, these, these kind of segmented rows within the woods, eventually you get to a point where it seems like within the next couple months or so, or possibly next spring that they were planning on doing a thinning job as it seems like there's just too much foliage for there to properly be space for the uh, for the the basement of this forest to actually get sunlight and grow. Uh, and it's about uh, it's about 11 in the morning at this point as you guys had woken up rather early and then set out spent the next several uh, several hours cutting down these trees and trimming them up before you actually decided to enter into the woods. Uh, but with your, you said 18? Mm -hmm. uh, so with your 18, you end up finding uh, a game trail. And this game trail looks rather large. Uh, like it would be about the size of a bear, but you actually find uh, placed within it uh, rather large feathers as well that you would know uh, at this point to be owlbear feathers. You said there was a trap? Uh, track, just a oh, large, track. like you can see that the brush has kind of been pushed aside in a large mm -hmm. area. Uh, some tree branches are broken okay. to kind of make room for a large creature entering. Okay, I will follow it okay. cautiously. So as you guys continue to follow cautiously, uh, the forest itself becomes very thick with webbing um, and you aren't necessarily sure why because this doesn't seem like it follows the same pattern as a spider would uh, where a lot of the trees themselves just seem to have strands that kind of stick out and almost obscure diagonal ang angles that stretch from the ground going up. Uh, and you can see some that look like it is from the ground going down that are just kind of hanging in a long, lazy pattern. Uh, and as you continue onward, uh, I would like for you all to make perception checks. Seventeen. Natural one. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, fucking weird webs. So, uh, Blake, you are the first to notice as you are the tallest out of the crew, especially with your new uh, slightly improved height. You actually see over a large bush 
uh, that Gwen is currently in the process of clamoring through. Uh, but there are two large uh, segmented creatures with large claws in front that just sort of seem to be digging into this owl bear corpse. As you can see, it's lying on its side as part of it is just kind of getting torn uh, torn from its underbelly, torn from its arms, as these creatures just sort of seem to crawl over it and begin just picking and plucking. And you can see that while one of them uh, looks almost unmarred, the other is looking rather injured. And you can see that there is just this very dark, uh, dark bluish liquid that seems to be spilling from that one, uh, almost as if that is its blood. Uh, and you can see that um, after it has kind of uh, dug into it a little bit, uh, you see that there is this webbing that starts coming from its mouth. Uh, but it is what looks to be a bottom crawler. Uh, it doesn't have a large uh, thorax on the back. This seems like it is instead more looking like a lobster, if a lobster was meant for living on land. You know, I'm beginning to think that these things don't even exist. You're just messing with me now, aren't you? Uh, so Gwen, you just <laughs> you just push through this bush. Bushes. Uh, and you come face to face with these creatures and one of them just uh, seems to turn its upper half towards you. And just like, uh, before you doink? Before uh, Gwen you back. Do, uh, I would like for Gwen to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh shit. A deck save? Yes. I got this, don't worry. Uh, Danger Sense? Danger Sense only applies when you're raging, I believe. Is it? I, th I think it's just everything. Danger Sense, you have advantage on deck saving throws against effects that you can see while not blinded, deafened, or incapacitated. All right, sweet. Yeah, so you get Danger Sense. Thank you, because I forgot. Oh, that's not great. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nine. Since this. <laughs> Why are you grabbing me? Ah! Okay. Sounds good. Uh, and for that's all of you on the Twitch stream, this is the creature that you were seeing. Yeah. Andor, what the fuck? <laughs> it's not me! Blame Volo! That guy's a tool! Tomorrow we kill him, LB. <laughs> oh my god! That's the other game. You can't blame characters that your players have access to. <laughs> I don't know why, but I have this sudden urge to kill Volo. <laughs> Alrighty, so what we got here is... All I right. trust a yoink, but Quinn says yeet. Oh yeah, yep. so it, uh, it was a 13 uh, that you needed to hit in order to dodge out of the way. So you see this long, uh, this long white web shoot out of this creature's mouth uh, and it just pegs you right in the chest. Uh, ah! And at the moment where it grabs you, you feel your momentum going backwards, rip forward, as you are actually drawn into uh, into its clutches as it rears back with one of its claws and juts it out forward to try and clamp you as it draws you forward. So, it you are now considered grappled. And that is a 19 on the die. Four. That, that, whoa, what did I just hit? 
What is all this stuff? For six points of slashing damage. Okay. Oh, okay. This all is right. so much easier. I don't have to flip through shit. All right, cool. I don't know what I did, but A+. Plus. <laughs> I will take your word for it. You so, on D&D and Beyond, I just... Uh, I, I, I hit something when I was flipping back to the page and now all of my stats and everything is on the front page as opposed to like me having to flip through the little toggle thing. Nice. Oh. All right. Yeah, that's top view is nice. So Blake, Corey, and Gwen, I would like for you guys all to make your initiative rolls. Oh, great. 21. <sighs> 16. Natural one. Oh, Woo! God. Classic Corey fashion. Okay. I don't think these things exist. <laughs> <laughs> Just gone. <laughs> Walking backwards through the woods is my favorite pastime. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing dangerous in the Feywild. <laughs> All right. So um, we are going to go to, that was its surprise action. So Blake, you were actually going to be going first in the initiative order. I'm going to uh, have, I'm going to light my crossbow. Okay. Bonus action. Uh, and I will take a shot. Okay. At which one? The one who has Gwen. Is it the, is it the, the one unmarred is... one looks like it has Gwen, whereas the one that looks like it has a lot of bodily damage to it. Uh, that you would see are large beak marks and claw marks uh, seems to uh, seems to still be eating and it's now recognized where you guys are. Right, 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 right. Okay. A nine. Nine? A nine is not enough to hit this guy. So your shot goes wide. Uh, then next up is the uh, is the injured one of these large uh, bug-looking things, uh, and it is going to go over. Uh, and you see that um, it just goes up to Gwen uh, and rears up one of its claws and brings it down to try and attack. It is hungry, uh, so I'm guessing an eleven doesn't hit. Okay. Now it is going to make its second attack. That was worse than the first. So uh, it seems to kind of be still a little bit slower and it might be going through the metabolic process of having just eaten a bunch of owl bear meat and mm -hmm. kind of like, oh, I'm so sleepy from having eaten all this food. <laughs> I'm too small. I don't have that much meat on me. Yeah, and it is trying to actually claw out at you. Uh, so it is unsuccessful in its attempts. However, Gwen, it is your turn. Okay, as I drop everything. Cool. All right, let's do this shit. Uh, I would like to rage. Okay. All right, and then I'm going to strike it with my battle axe. All righty. Why you go over there? Uh, it is a 14. Okay. So a 14 also is not enough to actually hit this creature. 
as it seems like its chitinous armor is yeah. too thick for your axe blade to actually get through. Uh, and you flash back to a moment from last week's session where you ended up telling Blake, I'm just going to cut this tree down with my normal battle axe. It doesn't matter if I use this axe for tree cutting or people cutting. It's all the same thing. And then you realize that your axe has actually been dulled from cutting wood. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> this horrific moment of realization comes over you. All right, cool. All right. Uh, next up is uh, is the one that is uh, looking looking not often bad sorts. He gets a 14 to hit against you. Okay. Yes, that meets my armor class. All righty. So you are going to take nine points of slashing damage. Okay. Uh, so four. Okay. And then it is going to swing again. Does a 13 hit. Or sorry, nope. 12. Nope. All right. Sweet deal. So yeah, its second attack goes to hit. But your rage is just fueling you to the point where it's, where you're just wriggling around inside of this webbing and in its claw, and it's not used to missing with the claw. Uh, but actually, for flavor's sake, I will say that it hit with the initial claw, but then it's trying to clamp you down with the second one, and you just have your hands and feet out, just forcing your way back to keep it out from actually clamping on you, because I think that makes a cooler image. Uh, and then Corey, it is your turn. Oh boy. Oh! <laughs> uh, sword out. Face step to the... Right, they're both just chomping at Gwen, right? Yeah, they, they don't seem to have taken notice of you or, uh, or Blake yet. Okay, I'm gonna face step between the two of them and they're gonna need to make wisdom saving throws against charm. Okay. Um, because I'm going to charm these woodland creatures. The first one okay. got a 16, the second got a 17. All right, they both succeed. Um, it's fading time. <laughs> so I will attack uh, the one that looks most injured. Okay. Here comes attack. That's another natural one. I'm getting rid of this dice. And that's the end of my turn. Okay, sounds good. Next up is Blake. And you've seen Cory just disappear in a burst of autumn leaves, and then appear between these two, uh, between these two large uh, rock lobsters. I want to say rock lobster. Rock lobster. Although they have like large, what look to be spider-like uh, legs in the back. Uh, depending on if this misses, it'll change the rest of my tactics greatly. Uh, but I don't think it will with a. 23. All right. Are you attacking the injured or the uninjured one? The one that has Gwen. Okay. So brought. that is the uninjured one. So roll for damage. Uh, 10 points of piercing damage, two points of fire damage. All right. Uh, so. Uh, I swear to God, if you catch this web on fire. So you see that the as the is. fire sinks into it, uh, there is actually, uh, as the blood exits, you see that it actually catches on the fire and creates just a little splurt. Almost like when you hit metal against metal, how there are sparks. This seems like uh, the exit wound from this creature after you puncture it with your crossbow bolt has ignited as it falls off. Well, I'm sorry, what sense do I get from this? Uh, you get a, 
like are you meaning like fiend like that kind of like blood hunter sense or like what no i mean like what effect am i am i thinking comes from this fire um you are thinking that whatever what uh flows through this creature might be flammable oh good to know yep it's a pretty useful bit of information all right i can't participate in this fight anymore <laughs> good luck win and blake just hood up walks away and then we spend our break rolling up two new characters um so that was blake you still have your bonus action uh I will put away my crossbow. Okay. Uh, and douse that. So my hit point maximum is going to go back up, even though I don't regain those hit points. Okay. Uh, you had seen going... also with this blood as it was coming out just before, just so that way I can give you the full picture of it, is that the uh, it seemed like whatever was coming out of it burned up in the air. So whatever it is, is a quick acting uh flaming thing and not necessarily something that would stick like tar and then continuously burn. I'm not picking up what you're putting down, so I'm going to get up okay. there. Sure, sure. Uh, uh, in, into melee combat. Sure. That's it. Okay, okay. So you're up in melee contact, then it is the second one uh and it looks uh it looks over at you blake uh as you seem to have uh arrived uh after shooting it with this fiery fiery thing uh and it is going to attempt to claw out at you with a 14. that will not hit okay and then a 15. that will also no longer hit Nice. Also, with my ancestral protectors, if someone is, uh, it, wait, did I hit one of them yet? No. Yeah. Nope. I, oh. Only one person has hit them, and that is Ignore Blake. Me. So Blake has not put on his armor since the night before. Yeah, he's looking like a big old beefy boy. Because it no longer fits him. So these things are striking out against his his uh his scales, but they are no longer hitting him. Or causing damage. Yes. What the fuck? Yeah, they go and try and like clamp They're onto you. Uh, but you see that uh, it doesn't look like any of the internal uh, razor fine edges that these creatures have are actually able uh, to clamp through any of Blake's uh, new dragon scales that he seems to be growing over his body. Uh, that originally seemed like malformed scales, but now uh, as more damage is actually getting done to them, they seem to be refining down more to a nicer sheen. My AC is 16 now. That's fucking rad. Uh, so that was that guy's turn. Gwen, it is your turn. Okay, I'm going to reckless attack this son bitch. Okie dokie. Uh, the one that's got me, well, the one that's like trying to stab me. Mm-hmm. Which is both of them, but the one that's closer. Um, and isn't good at all. That's a 12. 12 for does the, not hit. For the first one, and then my second attack is a normal attack, and it's going to be a... 
and I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Free keeps. We suck. Have you ever tried to build a house on only three support beams? Does not work. Um, Bungalows. Bungalow. Bungalow. Uh, next up is one of these fishers, uh, and it is the injured one. Uh, or it was the it was the finer looking one that had the crossbow bolt uh, jutted into it. Uh, and it kind of like rears back after, uh, after this bolt is sunk into it and it's going to crawl over, uh, and kind of leave Gwen towards its side and wrap around her. So that way it can actually attack at you, Blake. Is she still grappled? She is still grappled within the web. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, that is a 20 to hit. That will unfortunately still hit. All right. So you are going to take, uh, eight points of slashing damage. And then it is going to attack again. I'm going to use a reaction. Okay. Cast Hellish Rebuke. Okay. I need Dexterity save. All right. That is a fail. And is this the, like, a Tiefling Hellish Rebuke where it casts it at second level? Uh, no, this is first level. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, 2d10. Okay. Gwen, if you explode, I'm so sorry, but I don't know what this fire stuff does. Uh, nine points of fire damage. Okay. It shrieks and rears back horribly as this fire damage gets into it, and you can see that it just does not like this at all. Yeah, so uh, whenever uh, it finally, like, uh, Cuts breaks its claws against uh, hits, yeah, chest... Mm -hmm. Um, that blood just like sort of ignites a little bit. Blake's eyes turn yellow, and then uh, the same yellow uh, fires that come with his crimson right just start swirling around this thing. Awesome! I dig what it. What is that? I don't know, but it's cool That's as just a shit. Spell. <laughs> Alrighty, so then it is going to get a twenty-one to hit against you again. Uh, yep. And it will deal another, this is going to be nine points of slashing damage. Because it does not like the damage that you have inflicted upon it, because you're a meanie. Corey, it is your turn. Alrighty, I am going to try once again with a different dice to attack the one that's already injured. Okay. That looks better. How about a dirty 20? Dirty 20 will hit. Roll for damage. Excellent. Uh, I'm going to drop Smite on top of this. Nice. This is for you, my friend. All right, that is two slashing damage with six re... Oh, wait, actually, no, it's not two slash... I, I keep on forgetting to add my modifier. I'm a goose. Uh, seven slashing damage with six radiant damage. Okay. And then that drops it to there. It is looking mightily injured as you have just cracked it on the back with your smite. And you can see that its, uh, its chitinous plates have actually kind of cracked open. Uh, and you can see that there is just this bluish liquid that seems to be free flowing out of that crack on its back as it lets out a, a very shrill shriek, just uh, as its chitters are going wildly, uh, just kind of snapping uh, as it takes this damage. Uh, so next up is going to be Blake. I... Gwen still grappled. Yes. 
can, I, I'm just in webs. I'm fine. Right, but I'm going to go over uh, and uh, tear their webbing okay. if I can. So you go to put your hands on the webbing, uh, and as you bring your hands back and try and maneuver them, you actually find that your hands are stuck in an adhesive that is part of this web. I'm going to... Okay, okay. I'm going to unretract my claws. Okay. And uh, activate my crimson right on them. Sure. So that they catch on fire. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so yeah, as your hands uh, catch fire on these, you actually see that that webbing adhesive just quickly burns away. Uh, and now these creatures are, are, again, just rearing back and looking more threateningly towards you as your hands have these, has this fire on them. And Gwen, you are no longer grappled. And you just see Blake with flaming claws in front of you. Ew. That same yellowy fire coming off of ah. All right. So do you have your bonus action was to activate the right. Your action was to burn away the webbing. So uh, it is going to be this heavily injured one. Uh, and it is going to uh, bite out at Corey. Bring it. I wore uh, my armor today. So it got a 24 to hit. Uh, yes. Just barely. <laughs> I... So it is going to deal eight points of slashing damage, but then your new feat actually reduces that by three. Yes. All right. So five. All right. So you take five. <laughs> uh, and it is going to make a second attack against you. Oh, that dice frame. I thought they could do that. Uh, and then it got a nine on the second attack, so it is not going to. Uh, it is not going to get very much on that, uh, and it is just kind of. Uh, it's looking at Blake, looking at you, and just kind of swiping wildly. Uh, doesn't really know what to do in this situation, but you see it like trying to back up a little bit. Um, then next up is going to be Gwen. Gwen, you are no longer grappled, uh, and you see that there is a uh, very injured one of these large white bugs, uh, and then another one that looks like it is, uh, it is also looking pretty badly hurt. Okay, I will um, uh, reckless attack the more injured one. Okay. Um, that's much better. That's a 22. Nice. Roll for damage. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's for 11 damage. Okay. Dang, yo. Yeah. And, and then I'll hit him again. Okay. And I hit him again. Why you gotta roll everywhere? That's a dirty 20. Dirty 20 hits. All right, for one, two, six, plus four, cause I'm raging. Six. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so you just bring your ax down right at the segmented part between where its central head is, as well as the rest of its thorax, and you just cut it down. And you, you feel a very sickly crunch as your axe actually goes in up to the handle, uh, and you see this thing start spasming a little bit as it gets closer to the ground, as its legs curl up from underneath it and it wraps on its back. Ugh. Uh, right. so now that, that I'm free, totally. Okay. 
All right, and then the other one uh, is going to uh, is going to look at you. Is going to look at the dragonborn that just has these flaming claws, uh, and it is going to attempt to skitter away. Mm. So uh, you guys can make attacks of opportunity against it if you would like. All three of us. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, twenty-two. 18. Okay. 15. Uh, the 15 does not hit, but the uh, rest of you can roll to hit. Who, and then Blake, you will be going first because you have the higher dex modifier in this situation. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to reroll this one for my uh, blood right. Sounds good. It is one again. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's uh, two points of slashing damage okay and four points of fire damage Ooh. it does not like the fire uh, damage. sorry sorry reverse that four points of slashing one point of fire okay sounds good yeah it does not seem to like that at all uh <laughs> and then cory roll for damage it's slashing from me okay so is going to go that uh, and you see it actually climbs over to a tree uh, and skitters about 30 feet up into this tree uh, but the entire time there is just this pooling of this blue liquid that seems to be going against it on the uh, being uh, just dripping along the ground leading up to this tree and then kind of sliding up against the side of it as it skitters upward, and that is going to be its turn. So, Corey, it is your turn. Oh, well, in that case, uh, it's skittered up the tree, right? Uh, it's about 30 feet up the tree, yes. I shouldn't have used up my face step. Well, here comes the part where um, I try to use a javelin okay. for the first time ever. So uh, let's see how this goes. I pull out a javelin and I'm gonna throw it up into the tree. Okay. And it's a natural one. Okay. So yeah, your javelin just goes wide and you hear it going through the going through the canopy. I'm gonna run out of dice at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Alrighty, so next up, Blake, it is your turn. I need to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. As I uh spit acid at it. It got a 13. It just succeeds. <laughs> okay. I'll take half of this damage, uh, half of eight, so four points okay. of acid damage. Okay. Sounds good. But you just, you hear the sizzling sound as it begins burning through its carapace. I, I don't want to switch back to crossbow because I, can't use more hit points. I mean... Not the only one with range. Okay. I'll, I'll chill. Just climb after it up the tree. Just, motherfucker! <laughs> my, my stupid ass was about to. <laughs> All right, so Gwen, it is your turn. Um, I am going to throw a hand axe at it while using reckless attack 
it's more than 20 feet away, yes? Yes. All right, so that is just a straight roll. Uh, let's hope. Ooh, that's a 21. Nice. Roll for damage. Oh, hi, Creed. Do you want to help me? Uh, that's uh, eight okay. damage. Woo! Yeah, it, you hear it just kind of like chitter out and, and not want anything to do with the damage that you have just dealt it. Um, mm. Still and, alive? Yeah, it's still alive. And you guys actually see it skitter upside down on this tree. So that way it's facing down towards you. And the bottom, the the front facing side of it actually kind of pulls up off the tree and angles itself towards you. Blake, I would like for you to make a dexterity saving throw as you see this long strand of white actually shoot out towards you. Sixteen. Okay. Sixteen is enough. So as this uh, as this web shoots down towards you, you're able to kind of you're able to just easily dodge out of the way. Uh, I mean, you've had crossbow bolts fired at you with better accuracy than what this thing's uh, capable of doing. Uh, and then you see it just kind of skitter further up into the tree, about twenty feet after uh, after it has uh, failed its attempt to web you. So. That was its turn. Next up, Corey. Alrighty. And it is about 50 it's feet up into the tree at this point. 50 feet up into the tree. Um, hmm. I feel like it'd be a bad idea to try and climb up the tree to get it. That's what I feel. But Coriander. Uh. What? I, I don't think I can climb fast enough to get after it. I'm just gonna get out another javelin. How many of these do I have? Using the powers of D&D Beyond, we can accurately keep track of our inventories. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have five of these, so okay. I will try again with another javelin. Sounds good. How does a 10 sound? No. Great. <laughs> Yeah, you you hear it uh, just clatter against the side of the tree, and then it falls down uh, through the branches. But actually, like catches itself on some of the on some of the branches that are still up higher in the tree, as there was not a direct path for it to come down. Um, so next up is Blake. I will unretract the claws. Okay. Dispelling the uh, blood right. Sure. How far is this thing away from me? Uh, this thing is currently 60 feet, because it's 10 feet to the tree, 50 feet up. So you would be closer to 60. Hmm. OK, OK, OK. Uh, I'll take back out my crossbow, but I will not activate a blood right on it. OK. Uh, and I will take a single shot. Uh, how does an 11 sound? An 11 sounds like it misses this creature. Mm. Right. So, uh, Gwen, it is your turn. Really, guys? Like, I gotta be the one to do this? <laughs> you really do? All right, if I'm you gonna... can do better, I'd like to see it. I'm gonna reckless. 
Okay. That's a tw- 19. All right. So the 19 does hit. Roll for damage. Uh, four plus three is seven. All right. So with this seven, you hear just this shrill, just as uh, you hear a a loud series of crashing and crunching as this body just falls fifty feet up that it was in this tree directly down, just breaking a bunch of these branches on the way down until finally it falls to the ground. And you can see that a lot of these twigs and branches are actually jutting out of it as it seems like they didn't necessarily break its fall. Uh, mm. And you guys are now in the lulls of battle as it would appear that the threat that you have been facing is no longer there. And that is where we are going to go into our first break of the evening. Yay. So I wanted to say thank you to everybody who has stuck with us thus far. Honestly, this doesn't feel like it was a very long time to the break, but maybe that's still just my tired, addled brain from Extra Life talking. And I would like to say also thank you to Vibrazi for following us. Uh, you're cool. I forgot to mention it at the beginning of the show, but you're still cool even if I was a doofus. So. Thank you for the follow, and we will see you guys in five to ten minutes. So grab a food, grab a friend, grab a drink, bring them on back. And we will continue having a great time. All right, everybody. See you soon. Having a good Bye. Ha, you're muted, son. Nice try. I haven't, I, that's why I was making the long drawn out noise, because I haven't unmuted you guys yet. But now you're there, and I've taken all of the fire from you. You son of a bitch, Endor. <laughs> but to make a long ass story short, I shoved a whole bag of jelly beans up my ass. <laughs> God fucking damn it. <laughs> the combo. Yeah. The combo. Yeah. This, <laughs> this is why I can't have nice things. <laughs> I try and I try. Then I get a deal with a jelly penis. I don't want to deal. A jelly penis. I don't want to deal with it. Ugh. God damn it. All right, so last we left off, uh, you guys had just killed a, a giant white uh, chitinous creature within the woods. Two of them, in fact, that had seemed to have been munching down on an owl bear. Uh, and Calum, you were busy talking with the grief-stricken of the town and not exactly having a... Uh, a pleasant experience, uh, necessarily, which is why we're going to go to you. Uh, and I would like for you, so you're just continuously talking to the people of these town, uh, yeah. of this town. You spend an hour with each of these afflicted families, uh, in order to actually cast your ceremony spell on the deceased, which in and of itself, having to spend an hour around one dead body, let alone a multitude of them, is just kind of leaving this kind of harrowed feeling inside of you. A break all day. No, because he knows that things need to be done. The closest that you've had during a break is like somebody offering you a, a quick cup of tea uh, before leaving you to go back to uh, to your um, to your duties. And the words of that one woman still kind of echo in your head of uh, why couldn't you be stronger? Uh, after you had told her that you were not that strong of a cleric. Um, and you 
continue about your day. Uh, but as you as you continue on, and it's getting to be about uh, three o'clock, four o'clock now, you actually start hearing a song like music kind of being played through this town. And you don't necessarily know where from, but it seems like there is a, a small gathering um, just more towards the stage. And you can see that there is somebody who's sitting on the stage and they look to be uh, on the younger side in their 20s, uh, not quite 30 yet. And you would guess uh, based on their uh, evenly... Uh, on their even numbered age that they survived the effects of a uh, of a horrifying visage from a ghost uh but you actually hear uh the sound of a lute being played uh and as you get closer uh kind of walking back and forth you start catching bits and pieces of the song as it seems to kind of just be gradually growing uh, as it plays, and you can see that eventually other people have brought out instruments just in between you going from uh, from home to home. Uh, and that is when you start hearing a more completed version of this song that sort of seems to be coming out from the people of Silk Creek. Uh, and it is called The Day the Dragon Came. Uh, but it's talking about how... Uh, how their town, uh, how a small town was haunted and people didn't know what they'd done. But then the dragon, oh, the dragon, oh, the dragon, then he come. Uh, and it's, and you can definitely guess where the allusion to is coming from this. Uh, but they actually sort of seem to be singing this song of revelry based around Blake's interaction with this ghost. Uh, as they had seen this dragon spirit fight off the undead specter within the town. Uh, and you see that there are some people as well that you had talked to that were in kind of sore spirits actually joining in in this, in this tune that seems to be more of like, if you could have an upbeat funeral dirge, it would definitely be more towards that. It's still very somber in its lyricism, but... Uh, it is definitely it is definitely peppy enough and light enough that people are are coming and joining in with what they can, uh, and you actually hear this song kind of playing out uh, about how uh, about how uh, that their dragon he don't need no mask uh, he came into town walking fast. Uh, and they sort of just seem to be like making this this very like narrative driven song about you guys. Uh, and it doesn't seem to have any chorus. It's more of just like a lengthy narrative kind of recanting uh, the last days of the town. Yeah, as the outsider looking in, he'll stand like on the outskirts of the celebration, just watching. Uh, and that is when you have other people uh, actually come up to you as you are standing on the outside of the celebration. Uh, and they start talking to you about how thankful you they are that you guys were there uh, to actually stop what it was that was coming towards them is without any kind of proper defense. They don't know how many more scarecrows that creature would have summoned. They don't know how many people he would have possessed or if he would have gotten away uh, and 
their their fear leads to a much more intense thanks and you actually start receiving some gifts from the townspeople for your work as you're going about which kind of creates this weird juxtaposition uh from uh from your interactions with the grieving earlier uh, and as the song plays people come together and they give you uh two half bottles of wine uh and 17 silver pieces just like raise my hands up at the silver like no no i i can't they insist on giving you the silver as they have seen you spending your hard-earned silver all throughout the day uh and they feel it to themselves that they owe it to their ancestors to pay for their burial okay i'll accept that all right uh and you continue to perform uh perform these acts uh, of ceremony across the bodies. And it is hard going. You you definitely have gotten, at this point, uh, you would have gotten about 11 of them done. Uh, if you had started around 7, uh, or I guess not 11, you would have gotten about... Uh, I got 4 hours and then headed out. Yeah. All right, so yeah, you would have gotten about seven of them then. Um, so then we are going to transition back uh, to the group of the dead owl bear and these two large white uh, bug-like creatures that are bleeding out on the ground while the owl bear itself. Uh, it looks like it's been dead for probably a few hours. The blood is starting to coagulate. It's no longer just free-flowing out of this creature. Uh, and you can very clearly smell the... Uh, the stank of death that just sort of lingers in the in the air around. Is there uh, any sort of alchemical components that I could get from the uh, cave fishers? <laughs> what creatures are those? Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, you start looking around for that. Make a survival check. Uh, 21. OK. Uh, so yeah, with your 21, you would know that the cave fisher's blood uh, is flammable uh, and that if you are to ignite it, it actually acts as a very good fire starter, much in the same way that napalm does. Uh, but it isn't a sticky liquid. Like if you threw it on something, it wouldn't necessarily stay on there, but it would act as either a fire starter uh in times of uh like if you had wet wood or something like that but you needed the fire to actually go for the evening you could use this blood uh or you could potentially dip weapons in it and light them ablaze as you would oil lighter fluid basically uh, yeah for, for anybody else it would probably be great um can i can i have vials on me to be able yeah. to collect some I would say that uh, you would definitely have that as part of your background kit. Uh, and in your alchemist's pack, I believe... I don't think I have an alchemist pack. I just have... You have an alchemist kit? Oh, yes. I have a botany kit. Yes. Yep. Your botany kit. With... From Thank one Sted Fazeno. <laughs> uh, An award-winning arborist. <laughs> We'll be an yeah, episode, gonna... like, we'll be, like, an episode 100 or something like that. And you'll just be like, man, fuck that arborist guy. Yeah, fuck that arborist guy. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> um, so, your botany tools. 
Uh, I will say have uh, four vials in them. Okay, I just want to get vials. two. Yeah, okay, so mark down two vials of cave fisher blood. Coriander's going to stand over the creatures and just be all like, wow, I didn't expect owl bears to look like this. Uh, that's kind of, uh, I mean, normally their insides are, um, I'm going to go up and I'm going to pluck really like bugbears, honestly. Uh, and I, I'm going to go up and, and pluck out three large feathers from it. Okay. Um, and I'm going to uh, pocket them for now. I'm going to go get my axes back from the creature that fell out of the tree. Okay. Yeah, and you can see that its legs have kind of just coiled up in and of itself as this pool of bluish liquid uh, has emerged from underneath it. And I'm going to, like, do the Gimli style, like, crank it out of there, wipe them off on my pants, put it back. Okay. Where did your javelins go, Corey? Oh, they're gone. They're gone. You see that there is one that's currently hanging up in the tree. Uh, or at least it had been at a comfortable place, but when the cave fisher had fallen down from the tree, it had actually broken the javelin underneath it. Oh! Uh, then there was the one that you rolled the nat one on, and nah, not even the D and D gods know where that forever. one went. No, that just disappeared. <sighs> you threw it right into the Fey Wild. <laughs> I've never. I sent it home. Uh, yep. Never. Never was very good with those things. Usually I like to just toss myself at enemies. As you threw it, it yelled, I'm free now! And just continued <laughs> on. Oh, man. I wonder if... Is this a male or a female? Albert? Um, yeah. Uh, make a survival check. Or a nature check. Uh, oh, okay. That's a four? <laughs> Are you the question that you stated to me, your DM, is the question you state to your party. I, I go behind it, and I, like, lift up its leg, and I'm like, is this a male or a female? Uh, There's no junk. Blake, if you wanted, you could roll a uh, nature check if you cared. Otherwise, well, I wasn't able to like recognize this in Macaw's shop. I probably can't <laughs> can't recognize this. I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. Okay, I, it's like you, Blake. Mm. It doesn't okay. have junk. I just said that. Yeah, I I I, I understand the joke. Oh, got it. Okay, cool. Um, I'm just. <laughs> well, uh. Uh, how much do I know about owl bears? Oh, uh, make a history check. Okay. Because um, minus one ten. Okay. Uh, so your ten, you would have 
heard of owl bears before. Uh, much in the same way uh, that previously, when Corey had been talking about uh, creatures of the Feywild, that you had heard of them in stories. Mm. Uh, you know that uh, many, 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 many years ago, far long before your time, there was the story of a Goliath who actually wrestled with an owl bear. Uh, but then, after the Goliath had beaten the owl bear in a wrestling match, uh, that they had become quick friends and inseparable, uh, traveling amongst the countryside, having earned each other's respect through mutual combat. Uh, but you know that that was more of like an Aesop's fable kind of story where you aren't necessary. You're pretty sure it's not true. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there is a little bit of truth in most stories. Yeah. All right, well, I hope it didn't have pups. And I turn and I walk away. We already have one small creature. We really wouldn't be able to take care of more. Although maybe the, although maybe the town might be able to. <laughs> we weren't talking about you, Kayla. We were talking about the wolf pup. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a lot of wood that we need to carry back <laughs> to the town. Yeah, we do. Yeah, and you guys, uh, you pick up all of your stuff, uh, all of the things that you, most of the things that you had lost. There are still a few javelins that are MIA uh, and will continue to be MIA until they rear their heads back up and greet you with a large smile uh, as like My a weird Yu-Gi-Oh! Toon World style javelin. Um but that's not going to happen. I'm just going to I'm going to alleviate any weird fears you have now. I see Cyberwolf's face for you audio cast viewers. He's giving me serious doubts, but that's okay. <laughs> I've earned those doubts, to be fair. Into my back. Uh, so yeah, you guys uh, make your way to the edge of this small wood uh, where you had been cutting down trees and you begin to just pick up these rounds and then drag them. Uh, as you had been previously. And it takes a long time to actually maintain uh, your your efforts with these rounds. So I would like for you guys to make athletics checks as you drag three large trees that you cut down uh, just down the road. Seven, 17. Okay. Strunk. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Nice. So you guys do travel a little bit slower uh, than you had initially intended, but you aren't necessarily sure if it's whether or not because Blake isn't as strong as he alluded to when he was initially chopping down trees, or if it has to do with your halfling friend's base speed being five less than what your guys's is uh, off the bat, but you do spend a little bit more time uh, than you had thought traveling back to town. And by the time that you guys actually get to town, uh, I would like for you to make another set of athletics checks uh, as you have been carrying these trees now across the ground uh, for roughly about two hours. Nine. 15. <laughs> 21. Okay, so Blake, uh, your muscles are burning you have a level of exhaustion from having carried this like 150 plus pound long round of wood with you 
scent for the last two hours since the wood rather than uh, having cut it up into smaller rounds. Oof, I'm sleepy. Mm-hmm. You can take a nap when we get back, dude. All right. <laughs> All right, and that is when uh, you guys get back to town and you see that Calum, uh, you have just been given the 17 silver pieces and you see that there is a group uh, that's vehemently thanking Calum and then walking away from him as he just sort of looks down at these silver pieces in his hand. Uh, Coriander's gonna toss her uh, wood on the ground. Just be like, Caleb, we fought owl bears. Like six of them. They almost ate Gwen. And I show him a scar from one of the the bites <laughs> or the claws. Mm-hmm. I'm hells. Like you guys go out in the forest to chop wood and come back like. We did it to help you with the funeral pyres. I, I know, but like a little self-preservation well, would be you. nice. I see you're taking all the credit for everything yesterday. I, I've i had to bury seven people today. I don't want to read funeral rites for the three of you. Oh, dude, just burn me. The spirits will take it. I'm pretty sure I'll just turn into flowers. That doesn't help me at all. Really? Uh, I don't know. I've never seen a dead body. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to worry you, Caleb. Caleb just like turns, looks at Blake, puts his hands together. Blake looks okay? rough. Blake yeah. looks real rough. <laughs> he puts both of his hands on his chest and casts Cure Wounds at second level. Okay. yeah uh blake so you don't necessarily have skin to promote bags under your eyes but if there was an equivalent that dragonborn could have of just i am fucking exhausted that's blake right now uh you guys are so lucky as black dragons get older they get a lot more sunken Mm mm-hmm that's what it's looking like. Uh, you heal 16. Ooh, bless ya. Yeah, and you notice that Blake is just, he's still not wearing his armor. Like, it is basically, he has pants on. Are you wearing a shirt at all, or is it just, like, big brawny? So, so there was the casual shirt in, uh, in my bag. Yeah. I'm wearing that now because it was a little bit more loose. It is still not fitting that great. It's not fitting that great, and it's also been slashed up a little bit. That too. <laughs> is there something wrong with your armor, Blake? Should we get yeah. it fixed before we leave? It's like a Hot Topic fitted shirt on Blake. <laughs> <laughs> Blake, your, your crotch is further away from me. I don't understand. I'm very concerned as to how you know that. But also, I'm concerned that you have that you have this mental like <laughs> idea of how far his crotch is from you at any given moment. What, what's the deal with that? I'm just I'm just saying like normally the top of my head is at his. Everyone's crotch is like that. It's just no, I, I, I guess y'all have head. been a little. I've been a little distant. <laughs> 
yeah, I, I don't know. I tried to put on my armor yesterday. It didn't fit anymore. Oh. Is it normal for you to go through like a growth spurt at this age? I mean, not since I was like 12. Eight years. Second wind for growth spurts. Yeah. Second puberty. It's a thing. Is this like a happened Is there hope for me? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Gwen. <laughs> and there goes Endor. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, bye. <laughs> I guess so, Gwen. Oh, uh, well, like, like within the last, like, hey, I met your my daddy. Sorry, I don't know that. Uh, you met your uh, your dragon duder. Yeah. Is it connected with the glowy shit on your chest? Probably. Oh. Well, hey. You did now that. you're taller, and I reach up and I punch him in the thigh. Ow. Because I actually have to reach up to do that now. <laughs> Talk to your patron. How did that go? Well, it's uh, cordial, I guess. Okay. All right. That's a, a, that's the least that I would ex expect of them. So, good so far. Insight check. Sure. Against me? No, against uh, against Blake. Blake, because he's looking mighty roughed up, and his attitude's been like, you know. He's been slightly upsetty. He's been slightly of spaghetti with the spaghetti. I don't know. <laughs> that is a D12, not a D20. That is a 18. He seems to be telling the truth. Okay. But it really, like, it didn't seem like a bad interaction. Okay. No archangels died. This is pretty tight. Yeah, I, no I, I, archangels died expected. in the making of this dad to son moment. Mm -hmm. You throw up on me. No. Blood. Uh, Lots of blood. What? That's why I was so gross last night. Well, yeah, you're always he, gross, Gwen. But... Yeah, he carved, you know, like, moved the slits in my shirt so that it uh, it shows the heart. Yeah. And you it just see this, death this, in front of it. Yeah, and it is a where it was pulsing very vibrantly last night it is just a very dim kind of duller uh, uh right that's his new tattoo yeah. i have conniptions is a strong word it's also a weird word it's also Concerned. a word that i don't know <laughs> I have research to do later. Did you tell me what it said? I said death, yeah. Yeah, and what that bottom part said? No. Oh, okay. Well. Uh, research what? I, I told you, I was gonna try and research your patron. Uh, his name is, uh... You have a name? I do. Just like leftover parchment and charcoal. It just starts uh, right. Tarlayan Yildaris. Tarlayan Yildaris. 
And I make a history check. Yeah, I was wondering if that sounds familiar. Would I would I possibly have any any sort of knowledge about that now that there's a name? Um, they want the lore indoor. <laughs> Give them the lore. Indoor the lore. Who wants to roll this history check? Corey, you said that you wanted to know more, so you are going to be rolling. However, okay. yours is going to be interplanar lore, because this is not something that happened on the Feywild. So yours is going to be a disadvantage, because it is not from, it is not history from your home plane. Oh, it's I a was... disadvantage. I was thinking, because, like... Uh, dragons exist because, or dragonborn exist because my ancestors fucked up in some way. Yes, that I'm is. Sorry, what? Don't worry about oh, that. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> this is lore I didn't need, but also wanted. <laughs> Look, uh, the red dragonborn brought it up when he was all uh, when he was all drunk. He was talking about that. Yeah, but I don't drunk? remember most of that night. True that. True. At disadvantage, you yes, say. Yes, at disadvantage is this has to deal with dragons, not dragonborn. Okay, let us see how this goes. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Um, they're both tens. Oh, oh. <laughs> neat, neat. <laughs> um, yeah, you've. I mean, you've heard of dragons on the material plane, and how occasionally one will find interest in a uh, in another one of these mortals kind of thing uh in in the form of like warlock patrons or sorcerers origins like there are still sorcerers that do claim to have the bloodline of dragons within them uh but you haven't heard specifically of this dragon hmm yeah i'm drawing a blank sounds like a dragon i figured don't know much about them other than what he's told me hmm. uh but yeah if you have research at least as a name uh dm question yes DM <laughs> from the night that i blacked out what do i remember about uh if anything about what mccall showed me in a back room you you actually re, uh you remembered most everything of that night but uh for rolling for specifics we're gonna have you make another history check uh and we're gonna say that you're gonna make this history check with uh just flat uh because it one ties in with your history too because you were Nine. kind of inebriated okay so you you know how, like, in a dream, sometimes when you try and recall specific things, you're like, no, I remember more of a feeling than I do an actual physical thing. That's very much what you're experiencing right now, where you remember this feeling of, like, confusion and then uh, disbelief and then more of an acceptance kind of thing uh, followed up with then, then that's when your memory really kicks off with your initial interaction with your patron. Leighton needs to go watch the bots again. 
<laughs> which you can find at anchor.fm slash indoor adventures where we recently hit 1300 downloads some hot wow. fire holy yeah no we're going to talk more about that at the end of this episode but Surprise! And if you're a Patreon um, person, you could listen in on those conversations as well. Yes! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which again, we'll talk about more towards the end of the show. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's the name. Uh... Okay. Uh... I've got a few more houses to visit before okay. we finish up. Oh, um... Did you want help with that? If you guys could set up the pyre, that'd be good. Um, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, we can do that. I've made a few pyre in my day. Mm. These are going to be a lot smaller, though. Oh. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we'll go set up pyres whenever we need to. All right, so with the amount of wood that you have, you guys are able to construct four pyres. Uh, so you know that you still have a, a quite a significant amount left uh, in terms of actually being able to make pyres for the multitude of people and kind of talking around. Uh, you would know that uh, the people here aren't uh, given the circumstances they aren't opposed to group pyres uh, such as if it's a family or a group of people who are close they are understanding so they uh, they would be willing on these four pyres that are uh, that are lit to bury uh, they would bury nine people. Uh, so you guys would then still have uh, 19 left to go. In terms of actually creating uh, enough pyres for the people. Well, now that the hellbear is gone, maybe you guys can recruit some people to go out to the forest to help bring back more wood. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Oh, the, we should probably. Uh, and should... it's it's JD who ends up meeting uh, you guys as you guys are kind of relaying this information, and she says, um, "Oh, so the the elder's gone then." Oh yeah, it got eaten. By what? Uh, I don't actually know what they were. These uh, insects. I thought those were the owl bears. No. Did it look like a mixture of owl and bear? Yeah, I thought that was weird. (laughs) (laughs) And she just gets this kind of perturbed look on her face. Uh, uh, No, they were like um, like giant centipedes without as many legs and pincers. Like I said, they were more like bugbears than anything else. Were they bugbears? I don't think they were bugbears. We don't don't have a bugbear population near us. I don't think they were bugbears. 
I should Anyways, it's not. dead. We need more wood. They're big bugs. We took care of them. Well, and they also ate an owlbear. Oh. Uh, oh, we, we at least took care of two of them. And one owlbear is dead. I can ask around to see if I know anything more about these bug bear, not bear, not bug bears. Um, but I, I thank you nonetheless. And uh, did you carry all of that wood that far? Yes. Yes. I thought you were going to get a cart or We did not think that far ahead. I am so sorry. <laughs> Honestly, like given the situation surrounding the town, I, I I understand that my head wasn't exactly in the most forthcoming place, but that's a long haul. That is it a long fine. way. No, no, it's not fine. That's 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 actually kind of fucked up, but also, I mean, you guys, you guys did kill a ghost. So that seems like something that your type uh, uh, adventurers or, or, or heroes or, or whatever it is, uh, people to be indebted to, uh, I... I can, I can get you a cart. I can get you a cart and a strong horse to help. Yeah, be kind. Thank you. Think of it as paying back a debt. For what? Saving my town. Oh. Wait, wait, wait! Is she like giving this to us to keep? Or to just like go get wood. No, she's and going back. to rent one. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, but I'm sure that uh, she would be willing to to deal uh, to make some kind of deal if you guys did uh, grow attached to this horse and cart. How's Hi, Corey. Uh, well, um, she's doing she's doing well. Uh, little Cybra as. And, and just to get the spelling right, you, uh, I'm really not the best with my letters. It was, it was C-Y-B-R-A? Yeah, it's in giant. It's kind of, you know. <laughs> All right. Like, yeah, I, so I understand. There's I speak, a lot of. I speak Dwarven. Uh, so there was a little bit of crossover, so I was mm -hmm. able to kind of get the, the gist of it. But um, one of my friends is a leather worker and also oh. needed a little oh. bit of... Uh, needed to do something with their time to kind of get their mind off of it. So I, I hope you don't mind, but I, well, I made them a collar. <laughs> and she holds up uh, <laughs> this leather strap that you can see that there is a tiny little disc on it that has in uh, in dwarven lettering, uh, which also the same alphabet that Giant uses. Who would have thought? Uh, but it says Cybra. Uh. Now it... 
Just all the player squeals, all of them. I've, I, I understand that that she is going to be bigger, so I went ahead and, well, my friend did need uh, a, a good means of actually being able to to get out of her headspace. So, we have three collars, uh, one for uh, for now. She's she's still a pup, but she is going to be growing much larger, much quicker soon. Uh, so there should, there, that's when you will have the second collar to, to really help her into that so that way it's not as tight, doesn't yeah, yeah, yeah. choke as much. And then the third for when she's grown to her full height. Cool. Thank you. Um, Who made these collars? Uh, well, I made the, I made the metal work. Uh, that was on it, and then my my dear friend Tavril made the made the leathers. I'd very much like to thank this Tavril in person. Well, uh, if you like, he's um, he's only a few houses down, uh, bungalows, really. And she kind of like looks around, and it's not like a multifaceted house. Uh, it is very much more uh, more function over form, but uh, I'm I'm sure he would appreciate it. And if you need any any leather work done, he is by far the most able bodied in town, especially oh, after the last few nights. But he's also willing to work. Thank you for your part in this. I'm going to go and thank him myself. Right. Um, she wanders off to go find Tavril. All right. And what are the rest of you guys doing? As Corey is just like, I'm going to go thank him myself. <laughs> turns around and then walks out. <laughs> Goodbye. Gonna keep doing my ceremonials. Okay. I'll go with JD to get the cart. Sure, sure. And find peeps. Blake, what are you uh, doing? I'm gonna play with the pop. Yeah. Okay, make an animal handling check. Uh, 13. Okay. Uh, and what is it? Are you just playing or is this play like also I, like trying to teach them like, see, I, I want to see if, over here. You should get it. Yeah, I want to see like what sort of temperament it is. Uh, if like it would be trainable. Okay. Um, so with your 13, you would know that it is young enough to be trainable. Uh, it's definitely not past that point of just like, no, I'm my own dog. Fuck you. And like goes off and does its thing like this. This wolf pup does seem to be very impressionable, uh, as well as, um, you try to. Oh, sorry. I'm exhausted. I need to make that a disadvantage. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this one was higher, so still the same. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so you are getting the uh, you're getting the feedback from it that it responds very well uh, to being trained with food, uh, more so than it does just like kind of like snapping your fingers over in a corner, or, like making a motion. It is very much uh, like sense based uh, on how it wants to go about and actually respond to things. So you end up, uh, like using some of the meat that you've had on you to kind of help play and help train with it. Um, but it does seem to have a, uh, 
a very attached temperament, uh, not necessarily in a, uh, in like an, a, a abandonment sort of issue. Like, it's not like, it's like, oh, I need to be next to you. Otherwise, where is the universe? But it's more of a sees you as a source of provision. Okay. Uh, the couch. <laughs> yeah, it and she she does seem gentle, uh, like with her nips and with her bites. Like she doesn't ever bite too hard, uh, but at the same time, you do have tougher scales now. So it's one of those things where you're like, I can't tell if she's biting hard or not. Just we'll 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 train her to actually attack. Yeah. Uh, but right now she is just a a very floppy wolf pup. Like, you go to pick her up at some points, and she just kind of, like, wiggles out of your arms uh, and then just kind of, like, flops down onto the ground, but then sits in between your legs and just sits down and then looks up at you. No, do something. God. All right, uh, and so Gwen, you have no issue picking up a, a cart with JD, uh, and they are, um, you see that the cart owner is, uh, like the, the owner of the stables, uh, is an older man who's trying to give, uh, who's trying to give orders out to people. Um, but not necessarily orders, but more of a just like, go over there and make sure that they're fed. Uh, you go and like he's commanding them like somebody who would be considered their equal and they still show a, a lot of respect towards this card owner uh if if anything they show more respect for him now uh as kind of jd lets you know that the uh owner of the stables actually used to be a younger person before uh the events that lasted over the uh over the days prior but because he survived the horrifying visage of the ghost, it seems like the people who work under him are much more appreciative uh, of, of his efforts. Um, and JD ends up going and asks uh, if there are any carts that are either uh, for sale or for rent, and if so, how much. Um, and uh, the cart owner says, um, well, if you're looking to... Rent a card? Uh, I could. We can probably do. Uh, how long are you looking to rent it for? And JD looks over at you. Just well, how long are we looking to rent it for? Uh, the, you know what? How much is it? A cart and a horse, just to buy. Well, the card owner uh, struck a, a pretty reasonable deal. Uh, he said that he would be willing to separate with the cart and the horse for 25 gold pieces. Why did you laugh when you said that? <laughs> I was I looking at Cyberwolf's face. It was very hard not to. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, no, I'll just take one of those. Uh, and JD just kind of nods and hands him uh some no money. no 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 look i just i'm really uncomfortable with people paying for things like really uncomfortable with people paying for things i have i literally have not spent any money except for on booze in the last like 
three weeks, I think. So I'm good to, and I would like to pay for this if that's okay. And JD just sort of uh, nods an acknowledgement. Cool, thanks. No problem. Uh, and when you are escorted to the uh, to the horse and carriage, you see a very familiar horse uh, as you recognize old Bess, uh, Parnell's oh. old horse. Oh, did we like her? I thought was she a wasn't she a donkey or something? Oh, she was uh, she was like half gray, and then this and then her back half was spotted. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was uh, just oh, a horse. Yeah, set Bess. Uh, <laughs> All right, you're you're ours now. Um, cool. All right, um, I'm gonna like climb up onto the seat if she's attached or not. <laughs> she's not currently like, attached. I, know, I don't know how this works, so I'm just gonna be like, all right, mm, forward ho. And this horse that's not hooked up to the cart at all just turns back, looks at you. And then puts their head into the bucket of food that they have, and you're just kind of eating, and you see their tail just sort of swaying in front of you, not really paying too much attention. I could use some assistance. I'm too small. <laughs> uh, and you see JD just shakes her head, uh, <laughs> her short brown hair just sort of swashing in front of her face, and she comes over. She sets the the holsters onto the back of Old Bess. You see her uh, go over to where there seems to be a uh, a pouch that's kind of been offset. She reach mm -hmm. in, she reaches in, grabs a carrot, comes back over, feeds it to Old Bess, and you see her just kind of talking to the horse. Uh, and the horse seems to be generally responding. Uh, and she says, um, "Are you planning on going out and getting more wood tonight?" Well, yeah. All right. Um, well, uh, at this point, you should just be able to. Uh, you said her name was Old Bess. Old Bess. O L apostrophe. All right. Well, uh, you should just be able to tell Old Bess to go, and uh, she seems like she responds well to carrots. So, if you have any kind of carrots, you should be able to really direct her where she needs to go. I do not have carrots. She points to the bag of carrots that are just hanging on the wall. <clears throat> yes, of course. And I get down <laughs> and I walk over to the bag. Is the bag within my reach? No. And so JD seeing that will go over. She'll, uh, she'll take a, a handful. She grabs about five of these carrots and she hands them to you. Uh, I walk up to the front of Old Bess and I look up at her. <laughs> I'm realizing that I'm quite uncomfortable around horses because I've never really been around horses <laughs> and they're fucking huge. Yeah, they're big uh, creatures. Yeah. Uh, so I <laughs> put my hand up with the carrot in it. And you witness possibly the most horrific thing that anybody who has ever been around a new horse has ever seen and it was really like fed a horse which is that their lips start moving to like get a good feel around the carrot before their teeth move as you just kind of like feel like that like horse lip kind of like touching at your hand some saliva gets on and then you just hear this uh as the as the carrot comes back and you you 
uh, Olbess just as two ends fall off on the ground and then she brings her head back down and munches up the other two. Uh, And then you see her uh, bring her head up. She's about level with you where your body is and you just see her like get real close and then just kind of like push her, push her muzzle against your chest and then take a few steps forward and like keep muzzling you. Oh, God. I back up. It's gonna attack me. <laughs> no, no, she's she's just looking for more food. Uh, I go. I grab another one and don't I feed her. One. Don't. Oh God! Don't let her. She knows you have it, and she also she she knows that if you break your will now and just feed her, that she can just do this whenever and get however many carrots that she wants without actually working oh. don't don't feed her oh all right hey old bess <laughs> i kind of look her in the <laughs> try to look her in the eyes <laughs> hey hey i'm your master now so do as i say and you see a a hoof raise and then hits the ground. <laughs> and then hits the ground again. Oh shit. Hits the ground a couple times more. And it kind of like swings the head side to side. I stomp my feet on the ground. Okay, make an animal handling check. <laughs> Four. Okay. Uh yeah, so as you're stomping your feet on the ground and and really trying to like replicate what this horse movement is. Like, you're good with dogs. Horses, mm. uh, And eventually you actually get this horse kind of riled up where they kick back and bring up their hooves. And I'd like for you to make a dexterity saving throw. Ah! As this horse's hooves then come down onto you. Yes, you do have your danger sense. It is, oh man, you got the Peter Parker spider sense going real (laughs) bad right now. It's a 12. (laughs) Yeah, you're 12 works uh totally fine you end up like stepping out of the side as this hoof just comes down right where you were uh, as Bess's head just kind of swings from side to side and jd comes up and like sets her hand on the horse's head and just kind of strokes from uh the forehead down to the nose and just all right Corey's gonna have a discussion with you are you about sure you don't later. want to rent no i no i'm no this is for Corey. Can you help me get the horse to Corey, please? I, yes. Thank you. Right. I'm going to go sit in the back. <laughs> uh, and you hear her, uh, she seems to just kind of be like speaking uh, gentle, gentle sounding words. And you can pick up uh, a few, a few words, more like syllables. As it seems like she's like trying to calm this horse down in dwarvish, mm-hmm. uh, as that just seems to be her natural response to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you guys eventually calm down, old Bess, hop on the cart, and begin making your way to the forge. So, Corey, what are you doing currently? You said that you wanted to go and meet Tavrel, the leather worker. Yes, real quick. Okay, uh, so yeah, you go uh, and you see that on the outside of this bungalow uh, are several racks that all have uh, various animal skins that are just out to dry. 
uh, and you go and you end up like knocking on the uh, the front flap uh, area to where uh, this leather worker is, and you end up seeing a um, a redheaded human that has his hair kind of pulled back uh, out of his eyes, uh, and he just looks at you and says, um, can I help you? Hello. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you. Um, recently you had made some dog collars. Oh. And yes, we were the recipients of those. And I'm just, I'm ever so grateful. That was such a nice thing for you to do. Well, I mean, I, I mean, JD really, I mean, she asked me to, so I, I figured that it must be important. Um, oh, do I, do I get the idea that he likes JD? Uh, make an insight check. Okay. 19. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. <laughs> matchmaker, matchmaker. Yeah, you get, you get the feeling like this guy uh, kind of has the feels. Oh. I see. Well then, um, here, uh, I wanted to give you this and she's gonna like press like a, a bag of coin into his hand. Um, and I won't take no, I won't take no for an answer. You must take it. Um, oh, um, use that to get some flowers for that JD. And you see uh, him, him blush, his cheeks become as red as his hair is. Uh, and he says, well, I, I, um, I just, you know, um, I don't, I wouldn't need to buy flowers. The best flowers are ones that you pick yourself, but that's besides the point. <laughs> I don't know why you would think I would want to get, do you think that she would like them? Oh, it, it's all over your face. You're practically in spring formation. I don't know what that means. <laughs> never mind, never mind. Just, you should talk to her. Uh, um, okay. Actually. About what? I'm really no good at this. I just, I. She's gonna, she's I, gonna like grab him like around the shoulder and kind of lean in and be all like conspiratorially. I'm no good at this either. But you know what? I know someone who is. And then she's just gonna like push him and run off. Okay. I'm gonna go find Gwen. Awesome. Make a investigation check. Well, <laughs> oh, that's not great. <laughs> that's a two on the dice, and I'm pretty sure I don't have any... Nope. Two. All right. So you go and run off in an aimless direction, listening to your heart <laughs> where you believe Gwen might be, uh, and you end up hearing the sound of, of revelry. Uh, and you believe, ah, revelry, that's usually where drinks are. That's usually where Gwen is. Uh, <laughs> and you and you continue uh, through the town towards the towards the sound of revelry. Uh, and it is at that point where you hear uh, part of the part of the chorus of the song that uh, was described to Calum earlier in the episode talking about the day the dragon came. She like skids to a stop and then like immediately starts digging around in her bag to get out her lantern with the with the uh, with the Tweety Bird in it, and she's gonna record this song. Okay, sounds good. 
does it like does it just mention um it mentions that uh the man wearing the face of a dragon came to town uh with a group of travelers with uh in his like with him uh but it doesn't necessarily make a a whole lot uh like a whole lot of descriptives uh about you guys specifically they mention two elves they mention a halfling uh and then they mentioned how uh there was a there seemed to be internal fighting uh whether caused by the ghost or not uh and after the ghost had been removed uh that is when the dragon's roar was wrought ah it's not about calum at least not in a good way. She records it anyway. Okay. Sounds good. So you are busy recording your song, Calum. Uh, you are currently going around still doing your ceremony spells. Uh, and at this point, you have covered uh, about 11 of the overall affected groups. You've been at this for <clears throat> a long time. And it seems like the 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 feeling that these people had has definitely increased uh, in in more of the acceptance stages uh, where no longer are you being met with animosity for a lack of help, but you are being thanked for the help that you were able to provide. Yeah. Uh... Uh, and it's after the 11th one that you walk out and you see that Corey is just happily standing uh, in a town square holding up this lantern that has a mechanical bird in it as the as the song of the day the dragon came uh, continues to play from the stage. The bird's just got its head like cocked to the side listening. Its mouth is just open. There's no sound coming from it, but it is open. Yeah. It's a very small smile on Calum and uh, he thinks about talking to Coriander for a second and then like looks at the long row of houses to like his left and he goes maybe later okay. turns and starts walking all right uh and then gwen that is uh cory by the time that the song is finished enough for you to actually uh to actually close on your recording gwen that is around the time that you old bess and jd come uh riding through the town square on your way to uh on your way to return to jd's place were we going to the leather shop yes you were originally planning on going to the leather shop because yeah. that is where you had last heard Corey being uh yeah. but you see her just standing in the middle of the town just infatuated by this song i'm gonna go on the front of the cart uh where he would sit and i'm gonna stand up and i'm gonna say Corey, when i got you a present i face step to her poof shit get no! You only Stop have it. face step once per long rest? Uh, once up. per short rest. Once per short rest, okay. Did we technically have a short rest yes, yet? Yes, you guys would have had a short rest then. Poof! Yeah, so you were fine. Jesus. Jesus. Okay. Leaves everywhere in Gwen's mouth. <laughs> Gwen! Gwen, 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 Gwen. Yes. I need your help. Sure. You, what? With what? Remember, remember when you said that you would be like a hitman or something? Jay just looks at you. 
I'm gonna Looks slide down to you and be like, I need you to help with hitting on someone. Oh, oh, oh. The realization hits JD and she just. <laughs> no, okay, no, no, no. Um, uh... Okay, but first, I got you a horse. Oh, it's Old Bess. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Old Bess. She kind of like gonna... butts your hand with her nose. Yeah, she'll get up and get up in there and just like rub that nose. Yeah, she's just like smelling your hand. She's just looking for food at this point. <laughs> uh, good time to smell like leaves. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, you need me to hit on someone, or you want to hit on someone? No, I need you to help hit on. And then like she looks over at JD and then like grabs Gwen, pulls her in closer. I need you to help hit on someone. Okay. All right. Um. <clears throat> JD, do you mind escorting Old Bess back to somewhere? Uh, I'll take her back to my shop or the stables. You guys said that you were planning on heading out later this evening, so I'll I'll do stable. I'll I'll do my shop. Right. Okay. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I don't. I don't know as much as you don't know, so. There's a Bye. lot that I don't know right now, so I'm just sort of <laughs> hoping that we're on the same. You know what? I'll see you at the shop. And she just. <laughs> I hopped All down. right, they're there. And like, she like leans down and like pats Old Bess on the neck twice, and Old Bess mm -hmm. just seems to kick off and start going. Corey, you didn't promise like my accompaniment for anyone, did you? No. Oh, good. Okay. She, like, grabs Gwen and starts <laughs> running. Gee, <laughs> <laughs> uh, And since your walking speed is is like five feet shorter than mine, that I'm totally dragging you the whole way there. Corey, is it that important, Jesus? Yes, it's true love. It's, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> Gonna drag her to the leather worker. <laughs> All right. Uh, and you see that Tavrel is is currently uh, is currently just working on uh, on what looks to be a large uh, a large fur. He seems to be kind of like carving and tanning the inside uh, of this of this large fur. Mm -hmm. Is he outside? Yeah, he's outside. Okay, I vault over the fur, and I point Gwen at him like a weapon. He, like hands goes up. You see him like drop his tanner's knife. Um, this one, I, this one right here, Gwen. Uh, uh, I, I, I gotta lead back to Corey. He's not my type. He's not for you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm confused at what's happening. I'm Gwen. Hi. I'm also confused <laughs> at what's happening. Tavril, it's nice to meet you. Did you make the collar? Yes. A plus work, dude. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. And the entire time you're just like kind of like held a lot <laughs> at arm's length in Corey's hands. Um, so you want me to hit on him? No. Oh. You need to help him hit. Oh, um, I'm. Oh, oh, I, oh. Uh, ooh. You know what? Look, I don't. <sighs> it's okay. It's okay. Everyone has problems. She'll be I'm... your hitman. Nope, nope, Corey. That means Looks something completely different. You, Corey. Wingman. Wingman. That, that doesn't make any sense. Hitman is someone who kills people. Oh. 
That doesn't make sense either. I didn't write common, okay? <laughs> uh, all right, so who is the, the lovely lady who is going to win your affection? Uh, um, it's JD. Mm-hmm. And you oh, see, oh. like, his cheeks just instantly flush red again as Corey All says right. it. It's like, no, uh, no. Am I close enough to, within hand's reach of him? Yes. I give him a gentle slap on the cheek. <laughs> confidence just, is ow. the main thing. Just, you need to be confident in your love. There's only one thing that I'm confident at, and that's my leather working. And that's that's why whenever she asks for me to make anything for her, I always make sure to go the extra mile. I I don't know how to talk to people. I know how to carve leather. I'm just kind of like rubbing his cheek that just got slapped. Are you a good guy? I'd like to believe so. I try. Do you deserve love? Everyone deserves love. He's right. No, maybe right. not everybody. Some people are awful <laughs> terrible and don't. But Focus. like, it's not Focus. my place. <laughs> this is what you need to do. Step one, make JD something out of leather. Something meaningful. Oh, that's a good start. Step two, clean yourself up and deliver it to her. Mm-hmm. Step three, speak to her like a normal person. Normal person. Because you deserve love. You are good enough for her. (laughs) Hello, you want to hold hands? No, okay, we're not there yet. (laughs) Look at me, and I like put his hands in between my hands, his head in between my hands. You deserve love i deserve love you do you are a wonderful person i am a wonderful person and you are the best goddamn leather worker in this goddamn town and i am the Best God's damn leather worker in this whole town. Now, what are you gonna do? I'm going to go and pick some flowers. <laughs> because they mean more than store-bought ones. Okay. And then I am going to make her a nice leather thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. I'll think about it while I'm picking flowers. Right. Okay. Girls love armor. I okay. (laughs) Maybe I was thinking a bracelet. That's what I was thinking too, Corey. Do you mind, like? Can you please (laughs) let go of my face? (laughs) All right, and I let go. Oh, oh, and I'll let go go of Gwen. Oh shit, (laughs) (laughs) Corey. What? Lower me first. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. That was a lot to take in. I'll say. All right. I... I come off a little strong and I apologize. But sometimes you need a kick in the pants. <laughs> because you are what? 
I am a strong, independent leather worker who is capable of love. Who deserves love. Des 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 deserves love. All right, buddy. I believe in you. And I come up and I hug his legs. And he just kind of like stands there. Like, I'll come behind him and hug his arms. I am going to go and pick my flowers now. All right, buddy. Good talk. Yeah. Pat, pat. <laughs> and you see him just like go over and he pulls the, he pulls the sheet to his bungalow closed. And then you just see him walking out of, t like, just walking away from you guys down the road. I think we did good work. I think so, too. Uh, high five. Sweet. Uh, well, for me, it's a low five. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, so now we need to prep JD for this interaction. What do we do now? Uh, let's go back to her house and uh, let's just talk him up. Okay. Tell, him, tell her how attractive he is. Okay. All right, cool. I can do that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you guys, you guys rush back Gwen, to JD's like, place. Football under my arm and then run to JD. I do the, right. the cat thing when they accept their fate and just like... <laughs> you just dead weight it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you guys get back and JD is, uh, is tying up Old Bess to the forge to make sure that she doesn't go anywhere, uh, as well as is relatively close uh, to being warm. Uh, and you can see from the open flap of the bungalow that Blake is currently uh, just kind of sitting there and Cybra has like crawled into his lap and is just sitting there head on his uh, head on one of his legs. He's falling asleep. Jeez. I like baseball slide under old Bess and pop up. <laughs> okay. So, oh, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, hello. Nice. So we just got done doing something unrelated, and now we need... This doesn't uh, have to deal with the hitman, is it? Because that sounded like no, a rather no. gruesome affair. <laughs> she is, uh, she's from the Feywild, so her, you know, common isn't that great. Oh, Feywild, that sounds rather lovely, actually. Yeah. But, um, so I was thinking about, like, you know, we need strong people to uh, help us cut the wood. Do you know any strong people? in the town well uh there's a there's a human uh his his name is torn uh he's he's pretty strong he uh he would usually go out and and cut wood uh there's a there's a half orc we uh, might need somebody with more finesse than that well i mean you probably want galovan then uh as much as i hate to admit it he is rather adept in cutting down trees uh the show off. Uh, yeah. Then there's the there's uh, Waza Half Tusk. He's a half orc in town that you could probably commission to to help you out with the wood. 
what? I like that. We're gonna take him. But uh, uh, the you said there was someone who helped you with the the uh, the collars. Oh, uh, uh yeah, like Ta- a uh, Tavrel. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna insight and see how she feels about <laughs> to see if I can okay. like catch anything. Yeah, yeah, make an insight check. Not that I know a lot about this. Sure, my assist. Yeah. Oh, you assist? <laughs> yes. That's a fifteen or a fifteen. Wow. Okay, so a fifteen. Uh, the way that looks is that I just lean down and whisper whatever you're thinking. <laughs> uh, and she kind of looks at like when she men- mentions uh, Tavril, she doesn't seem like there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of secondary context uh, mm-hmm. with the name being brought up. She says it in the same manner that she does uh, most everybody except for Galavan, but Galavan mostly because it's one of those like Ugh. like yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not that guy. Yeah. Oh, that dude. Yeah, maybe we should talk to him. He seems... Uh, did you, uh, Corey, did you talk to him? Who, Galifan? No, no. <laughs> the Tanner. Oh, yes, I did. He was very nice. He was yeah. very charming. And he was very handsome. Well, I, All right. I, he had lovely red hair. I mean, his hair is red, yes. Uh... Uh, yeah, anyway, so, like, he might be a good choice for us. Uh, he might be busy tonight, though. I mean, he's very important in this town, right? Well, I should certainly ho- hope so now more than ever. He's, he's really the only leather worker we have left. Right. Well, that's kind of sad. Um, you know... He's so busy, in fact, I think that he would only be willing to help someone that he thinks is very special. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. So anyways, um, you know, uh, on a different note, uh, you, are you are you seeing anyone? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm seeing the two of you right now is this a question about my overall health no i mean like i understand your concern oh ah uh. i mean i haven't really even thought much about romance in years to be fair oh. i just get kind of wrapped up in my work why is that why haven't you thought about romance in years it's distracting. It is that uh, some people are romantics, like Corey here, really falling in love all the time. Uh, I'm more of the hit it and quit it uh, variety, uh, but <laughs> I think that it's important to find someone that is uh, is uh she motions to Corey to see if Corey can please help her because she doesn't know this part. Someone you can see yourself with for a very long time? That. Someone who completes you physically and emotionally. Like a religion of sorts? Are you missionaries? Mm, no. 
but we're kind of getting all along the same line here. Uh, no, I'm just saying that you should leave yourself open to uh, to the possibility of romance is all I'm saying. Corey, is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. So that's just a thought. We're going to leave now. Uh, are you going to stay here? This is my house. Yep, okay. I think we've done all we can, Corey. What do you think? I think so, too. We'll be back, maybe. <laughs> Don't wait up. <laughs> I pick up Gwen and I walk away. <laughs> we take the cart. <laughs> and yeah, I, I take I take Gwen in one hand and, like, uh, old Bess's lead in the other, and I just walk away with my arms akimbo. Blake <laughs> is still in the house, is he not? Yeah. <laughs> all of this. Oh, he saw all that. Okay, Blake was falling asleep whenever they walked in the door. He did not hear any of that because he uh, fell asleep. <laughs> all right, and that um, is where. Me too. <laughs> and that is where we are going to call it for tonight's session. So oh, I wanted man. to say. Thank you to everybody who has stuck with us through through this, whatever this is. I fucking love downtime. Welcome to downtime for now. Uh, I wanted to say thank you again. Thank you to everybody who has stuck with us so far. Thank you to all you audio cast listeners because holy nine hells, you people are ridiculous. Thank you so much for listening listening to us ramble and and try and play matchmaker with strangers in town as best we can uh just uh hooking up traumatized strangers everything's fine it's fine what's the best look now more than ever people need to find each other in in a time of darkness so uh, again, thank you to all of you AudioCast listeners. Thank you to all of you people who have come out on Twitch. Thank you to everybody who donated during Extra Life. And I also wanted to say a special thank you to these players. Uh, so, RJ, what do you do? Where can we find you? Hey, everybody. I am RJ here on the stream. You can find me at rjustice282 on Twitch and Twitter and on the Tuesday game as the liar liar pants on fire boy hubris oh that look doesn't bode well <laughs> and um yeah alrighty and LB where can we find you what do you do um, you can find me here Mondays and Tuesdays and sometimes all day Saturday. All um, day. <laughs> uh, I have a new Twitter handle. It is now LB Hackemup, so I'm easier to find because my other one didn't make a lot of sense. Um, and uh, uh, you can find me here tomorrow night playing the uh, emotionally scarred and pissed off ghost. Yes. Then Cyberwolf, where can we find you? What do you do? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cyberwolf. Where where is it? There it is. Yeah, right there. Um at Cyberwolf1201, uh, where I tweet chip posts and what I'm doing throughout the week, uh, including uh whenever I stream on my own channel. I am a variety streamer and I play video games badly and talk about the lore. Um 
because you know it's cool uh i also have a youtube channel that you can find there where uh all the vods from there go up uh any premieres or offline stuff that i do i'll put there including uh the drunk podcast that kyle with an n and i do uh let's talk about it um for other RPG content, you can find me on Saturdays on Per Restarters channel, uh, where I play Isabel the Half-Elf, Celestial Warlock, also Pact of the Dragon Daddy. Um, and uh, obviously here. And then I don't uh, I don't make appearances on uh, Open for Adventure, but sometimes I do quite literally host them from my own apartment. <laughs> uh whenever internet issues arise in our area uh, but i also help with them behind the scenes more than that so uh check them out because they're doing some really cool stuff uh yeah yeah all right and then danae where can we find you what do you do i am danae keener you can find me at danaekeener.com i do dnd related uh drawings and commissions and if you want to get a commission before christmas uh, you better get to me quick because uh, those are going to fill up fast uh, before I wind up going away for my own Christmas celebrations. So there is that at DanaeKeener.com. Yes. And if you're looking for more content from us at TheIndoorAdventurer.com or not.com, that'd be weird at twitch.tv slash TheIndoorAdventurer then you can find us on YouTube. You can find us Again, here on Twitch, or you can go check out the audio cast on anchor.fm slash indoor slash adventures. Not adventurers, adventures. Uh, we are also hosting a giveaway right now where you can win a, a bunch of cool stuff. You can get some D&D books, you can get some dice, you can even get this little mimic dice pouch. He's so happy to eat dice. Uh, but that is going to be it for us. So... Uh, what we are going to be doing now is that we're going to be going and taking a five to ten minute break and then having an after show. And if you want to check out what that after show is, that is going to be supported on Patreon. <clears throat> so you end up being one of our patrons. You can hang out with us and talk about stuff. Ask us questions and we'll do our best to answer. So we will see you guys soon if you are one of the patron people. But otherwise, we'll see you next week tomorrow <laughs> well, most of us. of us will otherwise next week all right everybody uh oh and also myself danae and our justice are all going to be at pax unplugged so if you see us at pax unplugged in about a little over two weeks uh what come say hi please please come say hi we can take pictures it'll be fun and we'll make stupid faces or I know I want to do some karaoke after after some stuff. So we don't do it that way. We'll we'll figure it out. All right, everybody. We will see you soon. Bye bye. Bye.